Hi everyone! Welcome to The 20s Project, a podcast where we, as HEC Paris students, gather people in their 20s and talk about their life stories. Hey, I'm Jacqueline. And I'm Christina. Get ready to discover career growth, self-development, and the adventures of studying abroad. Before we dive a little deeper into the Career Center, um, we also discussed this in um, previous episodes with other HEC students, the fact that HEC students are really ambitious. Yes. They are really looking for great, always bigger, better. Yeah. Um, and perhaps the danger of that would be that you're never fully satisfied with your current state or where you are and what you've accomplished yet. Do you have any tips for students who are feeling this way, who are feeling like they always need to continuously prove themselves um, to just enjoying the moment? I would say stay thirsty, be ambitious. The sky is the limit, as we say. So I don't want people to feel restrained. But then if they need to be careful in terms of um, psychological well-being and sense of uh, fulfillment and achievement. So there is a point to be made about being pragmatic, being uh, realistic, uh, but not to the detriment of the ability to take risks and to be to be really ambitious because you need we have so many global challenges mm -hmm. problems and issues that we can only solve collectively that your generation has many many responsibilities and will we need to be extremely creative and extremely ambitious um, so yes but another uh, way to look at it is it's a long game so i will go back to our colleagues, our students, our participants, they may have, especially at the beginning of their journey, very, some of them, very clear goals. I want to achieve A by 2025. But let's take the example, I want to work in private equity. I want to be an investment officer uh, by 2025. Well, do your homework. Is it realistic? Mm -hmm. What does it take? Define a career path. And then your path to work as an investment officer may take longer than you think and you may find a different type of function maybe you can work in a private equity fund and be very successful without being the deal maker so i'm taking that example very purposely because of the level of interest of um, hc students in general for for finance but there is something to be said about the, the path, how to get there, a plan B, a plan C. And on the long run, so it's a long game. Mm -hmm. It's a game, the rules are going to change. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Your interests are going to change. Um, and it's like, uh, it's like rugby. You know, in rugby, people say during a game of rugby, there are moments of high intensity. and You need to be able to manage these moments and give it all, and then you have moments of low intensity. And you need to be good during these moments. And during these moments, it's about taking a step back, maybe focusing on yourself, maybe meeting more people to prepare for your next step. So it's a great lesson in terms of managing high intensity vis-a-vis -vis low intensity moments. So yes, stay ambitious, uh, but take care of yourself. Very good tip. <laughs> and also, perhaps really quickly, you are mentioning all of those, you know, important global challenges that our generation will also have to tackle. Yes. 
previously also like I would say when you're younger you focus a lot of recognition and then power and money and now there's this question of having an impact more globally socially uh, environmentally do you feel like this is something that people now really do consider heavily when it comes to career path and career growth and perhaps you know you're working at the career center is it something that you purposely discuss with students yes so you've got a lot of noise about to what extent students of this generation uh, is ready to sacrifice for careers more aligned with their values and if you listen to the press they say about 70 percent of um, of students of recent graduates would uh, accept a lower paid salary to do a job that is more aligned with your with your values Mm -hmm. the limits of the types of studies is that it's about uh, it's a declaration and i completely respect when when you say that the data we were talking about data before the data shows that so far and I'm not uh, judging, I'm not saying it's whether it's right or wrong, I'm saying that so far the first jobs after graduation uh, are still 75% of your peers go to either consulting, uh, finance, and tech. And it has been very, very stable over the last 10, 15 years ago. Tech was not um, as important uh, in terms of a third destination. But over the last, again, 10, 15 years, it has remained very stable. Mm-hmm. And what we are seeing is what we are trying to understand, and it's something maybe um, the M1s of last year can, can share with you. Now the school, we want to understand better your aspirations and to what extent these aspirations will translate into new choices when it comes to first jobs. And so the M1s last year were polled, uh, were surveyed with a very interesting survey asking them, you have, you're given two job offers and one is extremely good in terms of um, sustainability and one is not great at all. Mm -hmm. And the jobs are um, same scope um, in terms of functions, in terms of function, responsibility, etc. And then the the variable that we're going to look at is uh, salary. Mm-hmm. So if one, let's say, one scenario is you're going to earn 55,000 euros um, to, and the other one you're going to earn 60 or 65 or 70 and so then you say are you ready to choose the least sustainable job um, and sacrifice 5 10 15,000 euros so what are the chances in real life what are the chances you're going to make that choice and I still don't I still don't know but when we get there the ultimate answer, uh, and the answer will be extremely um, interesting when it comes to coaching students mm-hmm. about their choices and their motivations, etc., will be to compare 
what they said with their actual first job. Mm-hmm. And it's when ultimately we're going to understand um, the choices uh, of first what we call first destination jobs and to measure to what extent that um, interest or uh, willingness to align your job with your values, to what extent it, it, it plays, uh, and it actually determines your, your, uh, your choice. And so, so far, um, we are not seeing a, the sustainability as a motivation mm-hmm. is growing, mm-hmm. but it's not like suddenly we had a green wave. There, there might be, there may be a tipping point where suddenly uh, a generation will come to the conclusion we need to choose different jobs. But so far, it's not that we're seeing in the data. Okay. Um, and I would like to, to add one thing about last year, about uh, in the last year and a half, when economic conditions get more difficult, uh, with inflation in particular, mm-hmm. students so far, as uh, what we've seen last year, tend to go back to the basics, meaning, sorry, mm-hmm. now, um, sorry, later, and um, intellectual challenge. Mm-hmm. And the values uh, tend to, for, for that period of time, uh, during economic downturns, what we've seen in the, in the data is that it's when you would expect sustainability to go up mm-hmm. and it has been pretty stable. So we'll see. We'll see if we get a big jump at, at mm-hmm. one point. And our job, and something I wanted to, to share with you today, is our job is to make sure, in particular when it comes to the companies that you see on campus, to make sure that uh, all the students feel that their sectors or types of organizations are represented on campus. Our job is not to tell you the winners and the losers. Our job is to make sure that if you're at HEC Paris, we are trying to connect with all the organizations of interest to the students and participants. So we're not here to subtract, we're here to add to the mix. If you look at 30 years ago, the, I think the choices of careers, the choices of jobs were much more limited mm-hmm. compared to now. But the paradox is that you guys uh, and girls tend to um, choose so far very traditional path mm-hmm. when you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And this is when we were talking about my goal for the, the coming years. I have many goals uh, in the HEC Talents team. We have many goals when it comes to success, your success. But one specific goal is to be sure that students made their own mind about that job, that organization. And don't go there because it's what I call the flavor of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, September consulting, October <laughs> banking, and mm-hmm. marketing in February. Of course. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you did mention this amazing team, the HEC Career Center. We talked about so many recruiting activities that support us students and HEC. Can you quickly please introduce your team? So we are 30 
Uh, we are 10 national IDs, so we're very diverse. I'm very, very proud of that diversity. We have people who come from industries, so including some HEC alumni themselves mm -hmm. who worked in industries before at some point. And do you have any projects when it comes to the Career Center, things that you're currently working on? Yes, so my message to the team is always to be more audacious and to be constantly creative and to constantly listen to your needs because every new cohort is new. It comes with new needs, new expectations. And so one example of this audacity is to create a new event. January 10th, we have our first ever HEC Talents Day. Mm -hmm. So it will be for the pre-experienced students. And it will be a full day of workshops and, and games and surprises so that you feel completely prepared for the Carrefour mm -hmm. coming later in the month. And so there will be a two-step preparation, HEC Talents Day, on January 10th, and then a week later, we have our colleagues from the Alumni Association who come to campus, giving you more prep for the Carrefour. That's the Alumni Day. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, the short-term short goal. We're very excited. It's a new event, and it will feature our best and brightest coaches and best workshops. Another objective is to make sure that not only we ensure equal opportunities, but we ensure equal outcomes. Mm -hmm. And why am I, am I mentioning outcomes? It's because still, despite all our efforts, you have groups at HEC Paris that do not um, have access to the same opportunities because of their economic status, because of their gender, because of their origins. So for example, for the pre-experienced students, when you realize that some students from underprivileged backgrounds won't be able, won't have to make choices by default because they cannot afford that specific JEP exchange program to a specific country, mm. or the fact that to do their internship abroad will imply getting a new loan because they cannot mm -hmm. afford it because it has a cost. And that cost is part of their academic obligations. Mm -hmm. And so I think we still have that challenge to make sure that everybody has the same opportunities. And by ensuring the same opportunities, when we look at the data after graduation, that we make sure that women in the same functions earn as much as men, that students or graduates from underprivileged background earn the same as the rest of the, of the graduates. And so it's not diversity, equity, and inclusion for the sake of DEI because it's, it's a moral obligation. It is, again, data showing that people got there or got wherever they wanted to go, not restrained or not limited by their background or their economic status. And the last thing that we want to strengthen and uh, we want to scale up next year is uh, all about the mentoring programs. Mm -hmm. Everything we Absolutely. discussed, placement, salary, how you convince students to be more assertive mm -hmm. when it comes to salary negotiation. One just quick word about that. Don't wait until you get a job offer to think about how to negotiate your salary. And it takes anticipation to know how it works and how you can get maybe 10% more than one you, that you were thinking initially. 
Well, that sounds great. Thank you very much for joining us today. It has you been sir. a real pleasure. Thank you both. And then we'll see you again for the next episode. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. Bye bye. Ciao ciao. Bye. We hope you like this episode. Don't forget to follow and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, we always love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to DM us on our Instagram, The Twenties Project. 